This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why am I muted? Hello and welcome. I don't know why the microphone was muted for some reason. That's strange. I'm hoping that you can find me. Good and well. Apologies if I'm sounding a little bit strange. It's not the microphone this time, or at least I hope it's not the microphone this time. Um, I'm not feeling all that great, um, to be honest. It probably is the microphone as well. Um, I'm hoping that you can hear me a little bit better now, but I'm not feeling the best today unfortunately guys so uh, you are going to have to bear with me i'm afraid and you are going to have to deal with a slightly shorter episode uh as well uh so apologies for that um but yeah it's going to be a little bit shorter because i'm just not feeling very uh well specifically like my throat is is not good at all so uh apologies for that but good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box uh simon ian damian marcus kevin blackshine good morning guys mark christopher colin uh, Trag, Lars, Blackshine, Eddie, hope you're all doing good and well. I hope that you are enjoying the rest of your weeks, as is everybody else in the chat box as well. Um, let's kick on, because uh, I don't want to waste any time today. Um, please do go and subscribe over to the Arsenal way, um, and uh, we'll be live over there, or at least I hope I will be live over there at 10am today uh, with the usuals, having further conversations uh, about extra stuff in the world of Arsenal. So looking forward to that. Uh, and of course, you can also uh, join the channel for lots of conversations uh, about transfers and targets. I did a chat with Kai Karnak yesterday that went down really well on the channel. There's some really good comments and join the positivity on that show. So if you haven't already checked that one out, please make sure uh, you do so. Uh, we kick off today's stories in the inevitable place with Eve Basuma, um, which obviously the news dropped after we did our show yesterday. Uh, we did discuss this on Harry's channel, uh, and we did talk about this on Harry's channel quite a lot last night with Sophie and Dan. I just want to give you kind of my quick take on this before anyone, uh, <laughs> you know, has a preconceptual thought about what I think about it. We did tweet about it quite a lot um, yesterday. There was a lot of talk yesterday about this. Look, in short, I yesterday was really horrible. Um, it was a really genuinely horrible, horrible day uh to be involved in arsenal 
Uh, and I don't say that lightly, to be honest, because I enjoy doing what I do. I enjoy writing. I enjoy talking. I enjoy discussing Arsenal Football Club. But yesterday was genuinely just so jank, like really not very nice at all. And uh, the abuse, the comments, the, the things that I saw on Twitter, the complete and utter disregard for a situation and to just say that certain things don't matter, I just thought it was mental, absolutely mental. Um, and look, let's let's be real. Eve Basuma is a very good footballer. I'm not going to have any kind of debate around how good of a player he is, especially for his position. You just have to look at his FB ref percentile statistics to see how good he is in how good he is in his position. The problem is, is that he is currently under investigation under a sexual assault charge, um, and inquiries are continuing despite him being released at this point. Uh, he has not been. There's been no verdict at this point given for his situation, and to disregard that, to just disregard it like it doesn't matter, and then to attack the club for not moving for him, I just can't get my head around it. I can't get my head around the moral compass. I really don't get it. Um, and then to criticise and to have a go at other people for highlighting that or using that as a genuine reason as to say, I can understand why the club didn't move for Eve Basuma. Again, I just can't get my head around it. Um, the idea that Tottenham, of course, would have been informed or have some kind of extra bit of information that would have made them comfortable in bidding £25 million I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, we could we couldn't be speaking in say a week or two's time, um, and he's been cleared or whatever. But right now he hasn't. Factually, right now he hasn't, and I don't know how they would get any information either. You know, that from a behind the scenes police investigation, I don't know how they would get any additional information. You know, it's not like we haven't seen footballers convicted or footballers face. Um, uncertainty about their career because of their actions in the past 12 months we all have on multiple occasions so it's not like it's guaranteed that this situation will resolve and it will resolve in the players favor there's you know there's there's not a guarantee that that will happen and I just cannot for the life of me work out how people think it's okay to criticize others for not being comfortable um, with Arsenal moving for a player like this. And then to, you know, really... And when I say criticise, I'm talking like levels of attacking people online, abusing people, questioning people's intelligence. You know, I just... I don't really understand it. Thankfully, I, I've only locked myself into Twitter yesterday. I didn't watch any other YouTube channels talk about this besides our chat on on the Chronicles of Aguna. So I dread to think maybe what's happened elsewhere. But on Twitter, it just wasn't a very nice place to be yesterday talking about this. Um, and yeah, people trying to justify this one. I just can't get my head around it, to be honest. Anyway, that's my kind of view on it. Uh, he's a very good footballer, but there's no way that I would have ever reasoned for Arsenal to go after Yves Basuma, um, whilst he is under investigation for this alleged crime. I just can't, uh, it's just not in my nature and I, and I won't justify it and I, and I won't ever justify it. So, uh, Quickly moving on from Basuma, um, 
we move to the genuine Arsenal transfer news. Uh, Lucas Torreira will not be joining Fiorentina this summer. It is it is confirmed by this point, and and Torreira is not happy about it either. You know, he's he was very coy in his answers when he left a message talking about this. He basically pointed the finger at someone for not allowing the deal to happen. We're not entirely sure who that someone is. Um, Arsenal are well within their rights not to have accepted a lowly €7 million Euro bid from Fiorentina. Um, he could be talking about Fiorentina's decision-makers and them not stumping up the money that was originally agreed. Um, all of that uh, is, for me, you know, uh, all of that for me is... It's just ridiculous that Arsenal can be attempted to be taken for a ride in these scenarios. And Arsenal have done the right thing in not bowing to pressure on this. Look, if we can get a good deal from him, from someone else, great. But Fiorentina have just messed Arsenal about with this deal. And I'll, I'll be surprised if you see any deals with, with Fiorentina done in terms of a loan or, or sales in the near future. Um, I at least wouldn't, certainly, um, in the near future until that relationship is is restored because... You, you can't, you just, you, you can't allow clubs to, to take advantage of you in, in the way that Fiorentina were going to try to take advantage of us this summer. Um, moving on to the players that could be joining and Skamaka looks increasingly unlikely that he will join Arsenal because PSG are very much progressing with their uh, intention to sign him. There is still that 50 million euro asking price. Uh, PSG have already offered around 30 to 40 million euros. It looks like a deal that eventually will get done. Uh, I get the feeling around that one that it is one that would move forward. So Arsenal will lose yet another striker target that they could have potentially signed. It is certainly feeling like all the eggs are in the Gabriel Jesus basket this summer. Speaking of which, it is confirmed still, you know, by uh, the Telegraph yesterday and uh, also the Times have reported that Arsenal continue to be in the race and leading that race for, um, for specifically Gabriel Jesus. So that's obviously very, very strong. Um, and I want to see, you know, I want to see Gabriel Jesus move to Arsenal and seeing him linked to being in the lead of or us being in the lead of this race. It's just been the continual kind of move forwards of this deal. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I hope I'm very confident, at least, that we can move forward and see uh, a player of his quality join the club this summer. But it's it's just the rumbling onwards uh, as it would do, but because the international break is now over, perhaps it will speed up the process of trying to get him into the club. It'd be a great signing. It'd be a really, really great signing. I just after all this pressure and all this talk and all this expectation, that Arsenal do indeed manage to get hold of Gabriel Jesus this summer. Now, Yuri Tielemans, uh, he his news regarding him is is increasingly more positive. Ben Jacobs uh, reported of CBS Sports yesterday that Arsenal continue to be. Um, very much leading the race and, you know, are very confident of uh, securing a deal uh, for Tielemans in the coming weeks. He's just finished his responsibilities with the Belgian national side. He will now go on holiday, obviously, but during that holiday period, of course, you can uh, secure players much simpler than when they're with their international teammates and playing games at the end of the season. So I would be very confident in saying that, you know, this is a deal that hopefully we can see done in the next few weeks or so. I would say that I think the reaction to the Eve Basuma situation would have been a lot less had we have signed Yuri Tielemans. I'd rather sign Yuri Tielemans than Basuma. They're two different players and we have much more of a need for Yuri Tielemans' profile than we do Eve Basuma. It's just factual. You look at the number of players that are in the positions of those uh, areas and how much business we need to do this summer. We need the strikers, we need the midfielders, we need the versatile fullbacks, we need the goalkeeper. You know, and the money that we've spent on these positions, 
had to take priority over the potential to add a bonus player in defensive midfield when you've already got Partey, Xhaka, Lokonga and Elneny who can already play there when in terms of progressive central midfielders, we've only got Martin Odegaard. So, you know, it makes sense that we're pushing ahead with a deal for Tielemans over someone like Basuma. And frankly, when you look at the statistical comparison, what he offers you going forwards is really strong. Even in a season that he didn't play particular his best level, you look at his FB ref percentile statistics of all of his attacking and progressive stats, passing, shooting uh, from outside the box, you know, all of this stuff, it looks great. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, actually, it says Tom sounds like he's doing an impression of Clive. Yeah, sorry, those that have tuned in late, I'm not feeling very well, as you can probably tell from my voice. So uh, I, apparently I sound like Clive. You know that episode of Friends where Phoebe's ill and she does her sexy voice? Is that I, I'm hoping that we can, you know, maybe we can put a little bit of music over this and do the show that way. Oh, dear me, Clive's going to kill me. Um, Christopher and Kunku, we haven't really addressed this story Um with any real amount of merit, because I just don't think there's all that much merit in it. But Arsenal have been linked with him. Um, Arsenal are uh, a club that obviously need a player of his quality. He's one of those players that I'd say is, is verging on the world-class kind of level. He needs another season of really putting it in at the top, top level. Um, but he's just been on a continual rise. We missed out on him, actually, when uh, uh, he was uh, he was at PSG and Arsenal very nearly got him when Unai Emery was here. But uh, Unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. And it looks like it was a big, big miss in the end because he's gone on to become one of the most exciting players in Europe right now. Already a French international, of course, scoring, creating and very versatile indeed. If Arsenal could get hold of a player of his quality, I'd be over the moon. But I don't see it happening this summer, unfortunately. I think there's also an expectation from him that he wants to stay another year at RB Leipzig when he have one year left on his deal at the end of next season. So I don't think Nkunku is realistic. But there are links to Arsenal that you should be aware of. And lastly, the headline story of the day is Rafinha, uh, the Leeds United winger. Uh, Arsenal are, as we have talked about with Jesus, apparently ahead of the queue for this one. This is a strange one. Um, but the Athletic report that Arsenal are ahead of both Spurs and Chelsea in their hopes to sign Rafinha. Barcelona have seemingly fallen away in any kind of race. For Rafinha. Look, if you told me that the players that Arsenal were signing this summer from the Premier League were Yuri Tillemans, Gabriel Jesus and Rafinha, you know, that's that's something special in terms of a window. You know, I think it would take a real pessimist to look at those three and go, wow, I wish Arsenal could have a good transfer window for once. I'm sorry, but look, Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus and Tillemans, is, that's quite the step forwards for Arsenal's transfer policy. When you consider the days of, you know, with kind of nitpicking and penny pinching around Europe and stuff. Jesus, Rafinha, Tielemans. Wow, that is quite the additions being made to the Arsenal squad. Rafinha, I have a couple of reservations about positionally. You know, he's very married to that right-hand side. I know he can play on the left, as can Saka. But it's interesting that we're pushing ahead, it seems, if these reports are to be believed. And, you know, I do. The Athletic are very well informed on this stuff. Um, that we would go for a much more uh, right-wing specific player. He is going to be very much uh, reliant upon Nicolas Pepe, I think, moving on from the club this summer. But there is an expectation that that will happen. That's why he's changed agents. And he is going to cost upwards of £50 million. If Arsenal want to go and get him, he's going to be a very, very expensive signing indeed. There is an argument maybe that Arsenal, if they're going to spend upwards of £50 million, that we maybe have, should have done that on a Tammy Abraham as a striker. And then Jesus coming as kind of the wide player for us next season. But Rafinha... Uh, is certainly an interesting one. And I look forward to seeing where this one ends up. But as uh, Ben Jokers pointed out, it is one that's expected to go kind of deep into the window. 
just because of the amount of interest in the player and how difficult it will be to get one of these deals done. Not like Jesus and Tillemans, where we can hopefully get those deals done before the first preseason game. Rafinha is one that will probably push onwards. Um, that's the end of today's news, which means we're going to go and take some of your questions. Not for too long, as I said, because I'm not feeling great. Um, but I'm going to try and take as many of your questions as I can within a short space of time. So if you've got indeed any of them, throw them into the chat box and we'll tackle them ASAP. Oh dear, I am <coughs> struggling, <laughs> struggling this morning. Um, I feel like I might be tonsillitis, to be honest, which is not good at all. Uh, Michael says, Tom, you need to have some debates on your channel, just like yesterday on Harry's channel. Always good to have a healthy debate with Sophie and Dan. Yeah, and Sophie and Dan come on the channel a lot, you know, and I invite often uh, people with differing views to me. Um, I try and do phone-in shows. It's very, very difficult, I think, sometimes to get polar opposite views. Obviously, having Sophie and Dan on is great, but, you know, I, I do want to be more, I do want to have more variation of views on the channel. Um and sometimes I want to do the phone-in shows because it enables that. The, the problem with that is that it's very difficult to find uh, confident people that are happy to come and have a chat, especially with an opposite view. And sometimes the opposite view is very difficult to have without being you know, abusive at times, as, as we found a number of times in chat boxes and stuff. But uh, absolutely, I enjoyed the debate yesterday. <laughs> so if you can definitely get me a bit more animated than you maybe see me here, that's for sure. Uh, Robert says, Tom, would you keep Torreira for the last year of his contract as part of the squad if no one wants to uh, pay for him? I mean, if we might not have a choice. If no one wants to pay for him, we might not have a choice but to keep him for the final year of his contract. But it's going to be another £20 million plus player leaving for free at the end of his deal, which I know would go against the club and they won't want that to happen. Uh, Frinton says, uh, Spurs have finished above us in the league for the last six seasons. Is this enough proof to say that the power has <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But when you want to present to me the amount of league titles and FA Cups and trophies that that pitiful excuse for a North London side have, power shift my ass. Um, let's talk about Keenan, who says, with Saka starting on the right, so you think we should be going for a left wing as a wide forward? Yeah, I, I think that with Saka on the right, if we're going to look to sign a winger, it's not necessarily has to be a, a left winger. I just think they need to have some versatility about them. Um, you know, I like Cody Gakpo. You can play centrally, you can play on the left. I don't think he's played really that much at all on the right, but Martinelli, I think, is versatile enough that he could play on the right-hand side if we wanted him to. So certainly that is is possible. I think that's an option for us. Benji says, why do you think the Hickians and Checker links have gone cold? Because they're not the priority positions, Benji. The players that we're interested in, the players that are on a list, and that's why you saw them crop up at the start of the window. The reality of the situation is that Arsenal are trying to complete the deals with Gabriel Jesus and Tillemans in these next few weeks. That's what we're trying to do. After we've done that, that's when the other additional positions like versatile fullback, like a backup, not backup, competitive central midfielder, a wide forward. That's when those positions will be targeted is after we've done the primary centre midfield striker roles. Once we've got those done and sorted, we'll move on to those other positions that we'll try to do before the end of the window. Uh, Jake says, are you like me and kind of what a bigger striker for all those endless crosses being thrown in? Look, yeah, I think there's, you know, I've spoken about this at length. I want something different, but at the same time, having a similar striker to, say, Eddie and Ketty means that you can interchange between the two and your system. 
doesn't necessarily have to change all that much either. Um, <clears throat> SKCD says, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I've read, Basuma hasn't been charged, um, but it's just a release under inquiry. I still believe Arsenal done the right thing by staying away. Um, as far as I'm aware, and I'll read you the, um, the quote, because uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, but as of Wednesday, the 8th of June, a man in his 20s, uh, also from Brighton, who was arrested on suspicion of sexual assault, has been released under investigation while inquiries continue. Um, so, yeah, you go. You know, he's under investigation. And that's that's all I need for me to say, no, thank you. Um, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. But it's not to say that that won't affect my decision about whether or not I would spend £25 million on a player. Uh, Amira says, why is it so hard for some fans to realise that there is bigger things than football? Talent alone can only get you so far in life. Anyways, get well soon and keep up the great work, Tom. Thanks, mate. Yeah, look, there are bigger things than football. And that's why I try to, especially with the channel, which is very, not taxing, I don't want to use a word like that, but it's it's very um, all-encompassing of my life to get up at 8am, talk about Arsenal, start work at 10am till 6am and write about Arsenal. And I know that for a lot of people going, why are you moaning about that? That's like a dream job. And it is, don't get me wrong. But there are also the sides of any dream job that aren't, you're obviously going to be perfect. You know, the, the taxing nature of, of that in general on your mental health and your life, especially when Arsenal aren't doing that well, uh, it's tough. But that's why you need to have escapes. That's why you need to have, you know, you try and see family, have hobbies, do other things. So, yeah, it's important to have escapes from Arsenal as well. Uh, Daniel says, would Rafinha see a move for Saka to left wing? Uh, also, if we wanted Basuma. We would have had him uh, ages ago. Uh, he's been twerking for us for years. Um, look, I think that Saka would be affected more than Rafinha would be if Rafinha was to come in. I think Saka could play on the left. I think Saka can work on the left. You know, he's a. I think he's a great creator of goals as well as scorer of goals. And if you're on the left as a left footer, you are going to be creating more than scoring. So, yeah, look, I think that he absolutely can. I remember the goal that we scored against Wolves in the final moments. Do you remember that shot with his right foot across the goal, curling into the, the left-hand side of Sar's net? Um, those types of shots with his right foot can happen more, and it forced you know a, a movement in the, in the end that we eventually scored. So, I think Saka can score and play on the right hand side. Do you remember the goal he scored against Brentford? Um, the goal he scored against Newcastle at home. Both of those games at home, he was on the left of the goal and had great strikes uh, at the opposition goal and scored. So, you know, I think there's there's opportunities for Saka on the left hand side and can work. Uh, Amir says, "Hi Tom, do you agree that Mikel has failed three seasons in a row?" Uh, hey, look, for those that want to catch up on what me and Freddie talked about yesterday, I've spoken to Freddie. Um, it's all good. At the end of the day, I didn't, I, you know what I'm like. I don't like when there's misinformation. And also, you know, I, I, do, I think it's worth addressing because a lot of you guys are watching the show. You know, over a thousand of you tune in every day. I can't read all of your comments. It's impossible for me. So if you ever feel like you're putting in loads of comments and I'm ignoring them or I'm missing them, there's genuinely no purpose behind it. If I didn't want you in the chat box, you wouldn't be in the chat box because we have a very, you know, stringent policy on abuse, on, you know, uh, the, the, the just, you know, going too far uh, in chat boxes. Um, we, we don't stand for it. If I didn't want you there, you wouldn't be there. <laughs> so I'm not ignoring your comments. I'm not missing them out on purpose. I just look at the chat and read them. You know, if you want to throw super chats in, you can. But I, I and I always read them out, but I'd never want the chat box to be a place where, if you don't want to put a super chat in or if you can't afford, you know, as I would imagine, you know, it's it's disposable income at the end of the day to throw a super chat in. I read out as many comments as I can and tackle as many questions. But if I'm not reading your comment, 
it's not because I'm ignoring you. And usually it's because I'm talking at the screen and I'm not actually reading the comments whilst I'm talking. So I hope that makes sense. Um, so there you go. Puff, chill. <laughs> I am chill. It's just I'm trying to explain for those people that aren't necessarily chill uh, about certain things. Um, <laughs> Tibby says, TC, you really went after Fred. It was, it was unintentional at the end of the day. Like It's a comment from one person that obviously got, it got my back up about it because I just can't stand when people use misinformation to criticize something it's not fair on the person that's the target of the criticism that's why i get my back up about certain stuff yes in says tom do you think uh, do you know how much arsenal could spend without breaking any ffp regulations um the ffp is kind of i don't want to say it's a nothing because obviously it still exists but it's just not it's not something that arsenal or many clubs are really worrying about anymore to be fair it's just, it's just, a, it's become a bit of a joke, to be honest, Yasin. You know, if you watch the show I did, you should still be able to find it on the channel. If you watch, you should type in the Guna Talk Arsenal financial results. I did a show with Mike and we go into a lot of detail uh, about, you know, the idea that um, we might have actually more to spend in the years to come. Go and have a watch of that. I can't recall it all on today's show, but it's, it's certainly worth uh, looking into and hopefully you can... Uh, you can uh, enjoy that content, that's for sure. Uh, Onyx says, uh, I literally think Saka can be developed as a Bernardo Silva-type player. He's talented and intelligent enough to play left wing, right wing, left centre mid, right centre mid, very flexible, makes it hard for teams to adjust. I agree. And, you know, there's times that we've played him in central midfield and it's worked really well. I think we played him away at Leicester before it's uh, left centre mid and it worked quite well. So not last season, but I think it might have been the season before that. I think there's options with Saka. I think he's versatile enough. Um, that's for sure. Um, Keenan says, I would say 150 million is fine for FFP these days anymore. And it starts to look a little bit dodgy. GGTV for you says, if we can't get Shkamaka, uh, what big unit do you think we can get up front? Uh, <laughs> sexy Phoebe voice. Um, what big unit of a striker can we get? You know, I don't think there are many uh, that are proper units anymore in terms of that's the, the main target, man. You look at players like Tammy Abraham, you look at players like Patrick Schick, but these are still players that have got mobility. Um, Onuachu uh, in the Belgian league, you know, he possibly is a bit of a plan B striker that maybe you could go for, scores plenty of goals in Belgium. I don't know if it would translate to the, the Premier League as well, but he may be, if you're looking for a kind of a last minute signing on loan for a season or on a cheap deal, maybe he is. Val Veghorst could leave Burnley on loan this summer. I'm not suggesting he's the answer. But, you know, if you are in a situation where we are, we've signed Jesus, we've renewed Nketiah and on deadline day, we want to bring in a plan B, you know, Veghorst on loan maybe isn't the worst idea in the world rather than not bringing in any kind of plan B option. But it is only when you get to that kind of level. Uh, Kaladzic is a good shout, Kasper. Yeah, Stuttgart, uh, Austrian striker. Good shout indeed. Um... Don Zona says, hi, Tom. Why have the links to Gakpo died? Uh, again, similar to the fullback situation. I think when you see the Tielemans and Jesus deals, fingers crossed, uh, done, that's when you'll start to see those left-back winger, those kind of positions crop up again. I think Arsenal are focused on getting the centre midfield and striker positions sorted. Once we've done that, that's when you'll see us step up our uh, attempts to sign those those other players that might not be the case and, and you know and, and clubs can simultaneously negotiate deals for multiple players at the same time that's why we've got a, a, a recruitment team of multiple people that's why we brought in the likes of Richard Garlic etc but at the same time you know I, I think that it will be that the priorities are to get central midfield and striker sorted and once we've done that 
um, we'll move on elsewhere. Uh, Daz says, have you seen news uh, Lukaku's return to Inter? Is he the biggest flop of the seat? Well, for 100 million quid, you know, and to do what he did, it's uh, it's a lot. I, I hope that that deal doesn't happen for a while because I worry about Chelsea's involvement in getting Jesus if they actually get Lukaku off the books. Pav says, Thomas, there's something with their do that he won't do 50 to 60 uh, million plus deals. I feel he's scared of something like the signings fail. He would be in danger, mate. I mean, he's already been under scrutiny for some of the deals we've done. So I don't know. I don't think it's that. We signed Ben White for 50 million, obviously. I reckon that Jesus is going to go up to something like 50 million. If we're in for Rafinha, the, the expectation is the price for him would be over 50 million. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think that Rafinha's, especially as an example of a player that it shows that Arsenal would be willing to, to try and negotiate a deal for a player that would be upwards of that kind of figure. Um, Soloff uh, points out, uh, or rather, Trigiv uh, says, uh, Soloff, Real Sociedad, Norway, potentially as a backup option. Maybe. Uh, he hasn't. He's dropped off a little bit, I think, since obviously moving away from Trabzonspor, I want to say. Um, worked out really well for him in Turkey. Hasn't necessarily worked out the same level in Spain. Uh, Charlie, I'd love to see Lataro Martinez come into the club. Uh, but yeah, I worry that Spurs will push for someone like him. But maybe if they're going for Richarlison, that won't end up happening. Uh, Avi says, if all are financially possible, rank these wide forwards in order of preference. Rafinha, Gnabry, Diaby, Gakpo, Trossard. Gakpo, uh, sorry, Gnabry first. Uh, Rafinha second, Gakpo third, Diaby fourth, Trossard fifth. Diaby's great, don't get me wrong. I like Gakpo's power. Um, I, there's something about Gakpo that I just I like. And Rafinha's got that Premier League experience. And Trossard's just not of the age profile that I'm looking for of a level just quite yet. Uh, let's go to Timmy, who says, I feel like we're over-indexing a six-foot-four striker. I'm sure Andy Carroll's available. Let's just sign top footballing forwards. You need to have more than just height. You know, you need to have the quality as well. Skamakra, I feel, has got that. Tammy has got that. Schick has got that. You know, these are players that have got quality beyond just their stature, physical stature. It is definitely about making sure that you've got the right players as well. Uh, Praktika says, Gab Markati put out a review of expensive transfers and concluded very few generally have merit at the price tag. Would you agree? I would agree. And if you want to listen to more about Gab Markati on Arsenal, uh, he's going to be on the Gooners pod with Mike very soon. So make sure you go and check that one out. Um, yeah, Lynn's a good point. You know, Spurs are not signing Champions League players either. You know, the players that are looking Jed Spence, Richarlison, uh, Basuma, they're coming from other places that aren't at the Champions League level. And, you know, there aren't world-class level. I think Basuma's got the potential to be a world-class player. Uh, in midfield, for sure. But they're not looking at world-class players despite having Champions League football. I think if we'd have got Champions League football, you may have actually seen Arsenal go for your Nkunku's and your Tammy Abraham's. That you, well, maybe not Tammy Abraham is a world-class player, but I think certainly with players with the potential to be world-class, higher than that, the ones that Spurs are going for right now. Um, let's answer a couple more and then we'll wrap things up before I die. Um, Ramsey says, by the way, for those that joined late and wondering why I said that, I'm just not very well. I should caveat that. Um, Ramsey says, how is Arsenal going to play with Ben White, Gabriel and Saliba? They're going to play in rotation, Ramsey. I think I think you're going to see them rotate. I think you're going to see Saliba get some games in the Europa League, in the Cups, coming off the bench and then fight his way into the first team and obviously take advantage of um, the injuries. Amir, the documentary is coming out end of August, start of September. That kind of time uh, is, is my understanding. Alberto says, Tom, if your throat hurts, heat up the water and hydrogen peroxide. Swig in your mouth and spit it out. Usually helps. How do you get hold of hydrogen hydrogen peroxide? I don't live in a lab, Alberto. I get, <laughs> I'm sure it's something really gettable, but it just sounds ridiculous. Um, 
but yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate the advice. I will certainly try and have a look into that. How I'm going to get hold of some hydrogen peroxide. What even is that? Is there like another name? Is it like sodium chloride that's actually whatever? Is it sodium chloride that's salt? What is hydrogen peroxide? Oh, you can get tablets. Okay, fair enough. He's not actually trying to kill me. Um, <laughs> imagine that, just people dropping in the chat box. Here's a method of how to make you feel better, and it's like a tactical ruse to poison me <laughs> and says tom do you go for nkunku or skabaka i love nkunku's energy rafinha would be perfect for us and he is a goal scorer yeah look i'd rather have nkunku i think he's the better player of the two um i can find out any pharmacy thank you lynn says tom do you think we could uh, find out how much de jong is worth look the fact that man united are going for de jong annoys me because it shows that he's available if you can get frankie de jong i think arsenal should go for him that said, you know, Yuri Tillemans' price tag is very, very uh, accessible for Arsenal. And it means that Arsenal can go bigger for other areas like wide forward and striker that maybe we wouldn't have been able to do if we spent 50 million plus on the central midfielder. So I do kind of understand why they're going for Tillemans over De Jong. But De Jong is obviously a better player. But it might mean that we're able to get even better players in other positions like Rafinha and Jesus in the forward line. Anyway, <clears throat> we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate your time as always. Um, and apologies for the audio uh, issues with my voice and with the microphone um, as per, because, yeah, it's it's been a long it's been a long week. Clearly, Arsenal is affecting my health now at this point. But uh, I've got a couple of days away, I'm hoping. It's, it's funny that I've got a couple of days away and I get ill. There still should be a show for you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., I'm wanting, I wanted to do the tier list video today at six on the wide forward position. I'll see how I'm feeling. I hope that I can get it to you guys. I really will try my best so that I can get it to you because um, I know that you really, really enjoy the tier list videos. But it is a lot of talking when I do them because I have to read out loads of comments. But I will try my absolute best to try and get it to you. Um, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap things up before I waffle any longer. Drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with the notifications on. I'll see you at 10 a.m. on the Arsenal way. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.